Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. I cannot wait for you to hear today's special guest of my amazing friend, Grigishka Felix. Y'all hailing from Canada, say what? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Grigishka, or Greggy for short. Y'all, I was blown away by this episode when I listened back to it, you know, when I was doing the editing process. We talked about some slam dunk truths, let me tell you. And listen, the title of this episode, From Paralysis to Warrior, Greggy shares her story of working for a Fortune 500 company, leaving that Fortune 500 company because literally out of fear, workplace bullying, believing lies, her body, her body, y'all, was paralyzed. She was unable to walk. And that is the power of the mind. And then she talks about her beautiful journey and transformation to being able to recognize that as a woman, she she not only has a warrior within, she is a warrior. And it's a matter of waking up to that truth, waking up and using that and being that truth. We step on some toes in this episode and uh, I know it's going to bless you. I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to end this episode playing like Rachel Platten's fight song or some other woman's anthem because that's how powerful it's going to make you feel. Thank you to my special beautiful, amazing friend, Gregishka, or Greggy for short. And without further ado, lean in, listen, and get ready to awaken your warrior. Here's why I do that, Greggy, because my very first podcast episode that I ever did, we did four takes. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So take one, it was like, awesome. We had, and literally these were like four hour long conversations. So the first one, I forgot to hit record. (laughs) I'm not <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted me to hit record before we got into this, trust me. So <laughs> good morning, Greggy. Where are you drinking coffee from this morning? I am drinking from Ottawa, Canada. Woo-hoo. Nice. All right. Ottawa, Canada. Born and raised. Born and raised in Canada, Montreal. I moved to Ottawa, uh, our okay. lovely capital. Um, yeah. And where, um, yeah, I love, I love Canada. Like we, we, we're great Canadian people. We're so nice. Yes, you are. You are. And I just love your Niagara Falls. I have to tell you, that's like, you know, that's the extent of my cultural <laughs> understanding of Canada. At least you didn't right. say you didn't say well. You know, can- Canadian and the igloo. So I I have to give oh, some <laughs> some props there. <laughs> Every People time talk about Canada, talking about, American talking about Canada is, has to do with some cold or some igloo, and I'm like, you know, that we have a whole big country, right? <laughs> Right, right. They, like it covers the entire length, if not more, of the United States. Like it's massive. That's funny. So, where is uh, Ottawa geographically? Like- um, it's in Ontario, so it's more like in the east end of Canada. So, like, yeah, east end, Atlantic aspect. Um, okay. So it's a very small town compared to so many okay. other uh, other cities in Canada. Yeah. So, but you're kind of like do do like north of like our New England states or a little west of that. 
Uh, good question. Um, <laughs> that's where my extent of the United States. Um, yeah, so I would yeah. say, I would say I would be north from Virginia, uh, north from Virginia and more like an East End. Okay. Got it. Perfect. So now where is the shopping capital of Canada? <laughs> um, well, no, because I've heard people good. like take trips yes. to Canada just to shop. Yes. So you have Toronto, which is more on the west end of it's still in Ontario. So you guys have states, we have provinces. Um, okay. So um, within the provinces, uh, province of Ontario, you have uh, you have Toronto and Ottawa. So Toronto is the shopping financial aspect. Montreal, okay. which is more French Canadian, um, also have big beautiful um shopping malls um and then you have vancouver who where you have the beautiful landscape but you still have also some of the shopping but I, vancouver is more like for the beauty of the scene yes okay so now i guess nobody's doing too much in-store shopping these days no <laughs> right yeah yeah i just did a little bit of online stuff myself just to support the economy in the little way that i can right um so hey, let me ask you this. You you're a mom of two boys? Two children, one daughter, one son. Oh, one daughter, one son. And how old are they? Uh 4 and 8. All right. So you've got a 4 and 8-year-old. You work from home, right? Yes. Got a 4 and 8-year-old in the home. Yes. All right. Tell us how that's working out these days. Oh, now nowadays pretty good. Um okay. first week pretty awful. <laughs> Let's be Wait, real. It only it only took you a week to master? Well, no, it took me two weeks. Um, the reason okay. why is because um, my husband was in California. I was on vacation the week that our, our our both of our governments, American and Canadian, decided that to close the border. And my mm -hmm. husband was in California. At the same time, uh, the school called and, well, the province stated that the school were closed. And our yeah. school um, decided to be online the following Tuesday. And so we were like, oh, it's not going to be that bad until we heard um, whoever is in the United States or external from Canada needs to be in confinement and um, yeah. whoever is in school you actually you parent has to take care of that and so we um, were like what <laughs> right right <laughs> thank you mm -hmm. and so that's yeah. what happened so um so the first week when we came back, like whenever you're in vaca on vacation and you come back to work, especially one week, you're still on the go-go mode. So your mm -hmm. adjustment period is not mm -hmm. quite there. Yeah. So for me, I went to, okay, so we're, we're picking up things as I left before vacation. And what I hit is... um that's not realistic. Um, yeah. It's overwhelming. It's overbearing. And then I've, mm -hmm. at some point I said, you know what? I need to rejuggle this. So we recreated mm -hmm. a, a calendar because my husband was no longer um, able to, to help because he was in yeah. confinement. So I actually realized that I actually had to support him on top of supporting two children and a business oh and so many other things, right. so many clients. And then I had to think of okay, is this going to be uh, a pandemic for two weeks or is it going to be a right. light, long, longing laster? What am I going to do with my staff? So I had to think about so many areas at mm -hmm. the same time. Mm -hmm. So I created a calendar. Every single person in this house <laughs> had a calendar, had to follow wow. it. Maybe not as flexible, but the moment I wrote what to do at what time, rejiggle, well, instead of starting the day at, 
let's say eight, we started the day at five thirty. So then I knew that I had sometimes to work. I had sometimes to take care of the kids. Like it was really that. The other thing is that I did is lower your expectation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. us as women, we have this tendency of even though in our head we know we're not superwoman, but we act as if we are superwoman. Oh, we believe we are. Right, right, right. <laughs> so it's like... We know, we would tell our best friends, girl, you know you cannot do it all. Stop trying to do it all. But we look in the mirror at ourselves and say, girl, you need to do it all, and you're not measuring up. <laughs> exactly. And then we go into this, oh my God, we're not doing the job. We, yeah. are, we, we are not worth it. We are not enough. We're not all those... Mm-hmm fears comes yeah. and and overbear us at the mm-hmm. same time and so that yeah. didn't work that yeah. didn't work at all so i lowered my expectation completely if it wasn't at zero now it was at minus zero um yeah. so that's where well, we and are. i would even say greggy i would say that that's not lowering i would say that is um adjusting your expectations to be realistic yes but my brain you know? my brain yeah. didn't understand that like let's be real my brain was like uh what are you talking about so saying lowering made sense for my brain Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. readjusting to the norm makes like no you're always on the go so what are you talking about lowering so i had to just rejiggle reset reboot my brain saying this is your new norm you need to adjust to that so lower it so by saying that that kind of removes one thing that Many women that I've spoken or spoken afterwards, the stress, that stress level, because they kept mm-hmm. it still high. Yeah. Right. So by just giving yourself permission to lower your expectation so that you can actually care for yourself and others, um, mm-hmm. allowed me to say, okay, I can do this. And if I can't, yeah. you know, I'm going to delegate. Kids started to do it more on their course. Um, um, uh, obviously husband started to feel guilty. Did I help not make him, him feel guilty? I was like, you could have, th-. and then I was like, no, you know what? With love, it's guilt with love. Um, right, right, but right. eventually, you know what? Um, at some point we were just like, you know, we, we really need to readjust because as we were listening to the news, we decided that there was too much of that. Uh, kids yeah. started to have nightmares. And so we reduced that to the minimum, to the bare minimum. Okay. Um, yeah. So little stuff like that, we, we yeah. adjusted in order for us to be able to survive this pandemic. Yeah. So, hey, really quickly, uh, because I want to dive into a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I, I want to make sure we have time, but something just came up for me that I'm pretty certain women listening are curious about. So um, being a mom of a four and an eight-year-old, um, not easy on a non-pandemic great day, mm-hmm. um, like heroic on any given day. So can you share some tips about how you have maybe you mentioned that your kids were having nightmares. So can you share some tips on how you've talked to your children about what's going on, um, how you're giving them a sense of um, certainty in times of uncertainty and kind of if you're using the language of time or not, because that's not really a language that children understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what what are you doing there? Help, help us out with that. So what we've decided to do, and, and I'm not just going to take that responsibility. The school also helped. So we okay. created um, some activities, activities to, to, to sit down, first of all, to ask them to listen to their feelings, 
to okay. ask them what they felt, what they knew, first of all, what they knew about what's going on out there. Acting as if they don't know would be uh, was unwise because they were listening and hearing information from left to right, the same way okay. as we did. So yeah. hearing that, um, listening to, um, telling them and sharing what is really true and what is not, what mm -hmm. can we do to protect yeah. ourselves? And Good. protect others. Um, yeah. So washing the hands, uh, we start counting uh, until 20. And to do that, we start singing the song Happy Birthday um, uh -huh. twice. So that yes. was fun because uh, in all the bathrooms, we could hear Happy Birthday right. to you. And so that was fun. <laughs> and then you knew that we Every counted. day is a birthday. Every day was a birthday. So it was creating this sense of reality, reality, whereas at the same time, creating it in a fun way so that the, the, the children were not overwhelmed. Now, when yeah. the kids started having nightmare, I, when I sat down with them, it was hard at first because they couldn't figure out why they were suddenly having mm -hmm. nightmares. Then I realized that the fact that we had the, the, the news on, um, all the information coming from left to right, from grandparents, from this, from that, the worry of grandparents in another, in other provinces. So yeah. making, in, ensuring that they were seeing their grandparents every day on FaceTime or any type right. of, yeah. device, making sure that we connected with them and spoken with them on a separate uh, note to let them know that please do not talk about the, your worry or imposing that yeah. and allowing yes. the children to be reassured all the time. Yeah. So small elements that we've added into our activity. And then uh, we would ask them to draw, draw your feelings, um, draw your thoughts. And, um, and then we had some little plays that they created so that we were able um, to see what was going on beyond uh, the words. Yeah. Okay, great. Did they stump you with anything, Greggy? Uh, their imagination, the stories that came out. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Where did you come from, I'm little like, one? I, don't have, I have creativity, but not that much. Um, no, right. So they were, no, but they were superb. And now, you know, the, the, the nightmare has gone, like everything that we've done, it was a hard, as I said, the first few, the first month was hard on so many different levels. Yeah. Um, and that adjustment was needed. And, um, but it was, it, it also allowed us to um, connect, right? Because by yeah. doing that, we have to connect. And even yeah. today, I, I asked my daughter, um, what do you like about this time? And what don't you like about this time? And she's like, mm -hmm. you're here. You're not oh, working. Wow. You're, you're, yeah. you're working, but you're here. You have time but to play Uno. You have time to go and do gardening. Um, yes. so, so that touched me. What she doesn't like yeah. is that she actually have to go to school all the time um, because she has more work now to do <laughs> than she had before. Um, but overall, you know, that is not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard other kids saying, I feel like they're giving us way more than they normally would. And that's kind of, you know, that's a psychological kind of knee jerk reaction, right? Like, oh gosh, they're not in our presence. We must assign them with everything under the sun. But I think that we also are responsible for that. Um, and yeah. I say we as parents, because what's happening is that the children have break time, right? So they, they see their friends in between, um, mm -hmm. hours. Right now yeah. they don't. 
Right. So they have this assumption that even though they're going outside for a few hours or for half an hour or whatever, they don't have another interaction with another child in order for them yeah. to gr- bring whatever in their brain out so that they can yeah. actually relax. So the, yeah. I think that it's, it's, it's part the, 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 the way children are viewing this time. Yeah. That's good in stuff. comparison to what yeah. they actually live in a regular- what the reality is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, that's fantastic. That so how how are you? Um, let me let me ask you something. How are you? You switched. I want you to tell us a little bit. You switched from being in a Fortune five hundred company to your own business, mm-hmm. um, and that little did we know, prepared you for this pandemic, right? Because you were working from home for before, right? For the most part? Yes, I was. Um, so working from home for me is not an issue. Actually, I love working from home. Um, yeah. I have my studio, I have my, my, my staff, so I go there when I need to. Um, but the truth is, um, the pandemic was not um, a big deal from the part of how to work or juggling that aspect. It's everything else okay. that was added on to, like, I'm not used to have the kids um, yeah. being here and asking for, yeah. constantly asking for food. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm uh, hungry. You guys, you never yeah. are used to wanting to eat that much. And now it's like right. they want something all the time. Um, right. So that part I'm used to, um, but but the, the the rest was not, it wasn't added. Um, sure. Having my husband career creating our offices so now we had an office for ourselves a office for my husband a hus- office for my daughter wow. office for my son um even if it's four he's still going to school so everyone had to rejiggle the house yeah so it's it's quite different um yeah. adjustable yes um but you have to give yourself time time and grace yeah and absolutely grace. yeah so tell us about the shift why corporate America, not even America. See, look at me being all <laughs> culturally Canadian. insensitive. Corporate Canadian to working from home, entrepreneurship. So my journey started like this. I before the the corp, I was a pre med student. Um, I uh, wanted to help um, people uh, from a doctor from MD aspect, but mm-hmm. then when the reality hit, my my father passed away. And then that need of wanting to help was still there, but the the work to do that and the gratification at the end, w- the reality hit. So I left pre-med and okay. then I was lost. So I was like, okay, let me look into what's what corporate, um, the world of corporate meant. And so I went there, but I went there mm-hmm. just to find myself, to rejiggle, look into different career uh, path um, so that I could figure it out. But then when I got there, I started climbing this, the the ladder, and of course the money was good. I was young. Um, I was also uh, one of the the bread uh, t- uh, holder at my house, at my mom's house. Mm. So we had, um, she had, you know, she's a bless her heart. She had decided to help other family um, as a widow. Um, so by doing that, mm. that means that. She was also um, financially, she was overwhelmed. And so I just step up and, you know, um, became the fixer or the rescuer, yeah. what I call the fixer and the rescuer. 
And so I stepped up and, um, so she landed, she landed to, um, that personal responsibility that stayed in our culture. Um, mm-hmm. and as a woman, I took. So I climbed yeah. the ladder. Um, and then I was challenged because as a black woman, um, some, I, I realized that no black people or any other type of culture actually was going up from what, yeah. when we look at the arnogram. So we were looking at the yeah. pictures. Someone said, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to go up. And in my mm-hmm. heart. Now, were they specifically referencing the fact that you were black when they mentioned that? They were specific, specific saying that because I was black and because I was a woman. it's like strike one strike strike two two. yeah then it was like what are you talking about that's like glass ceiling all over the place even though I didn't even know what that word meant and I'm like what are you talking about so my heart was saying um let's go for it my mind said this is not your destiny which is quite okay. interesting because I was like, well, you know, I still need to go through that. I want to help the new, the generation mm-hmm. behind me to show that you can climb the ladder mm-hmm. and I have done it. Here I am. So I did. I li- didn't listen to the rest. I just pushed through. Yeah. I pushed through. I hit, um, I hit another type of glass ceiling, which was, um, female leaders or female mm-hmm. representative who decided that that was not a fit. My values, yeah. my um, my good sense of my GPS was not um, a match for them. It would have been good if that was it, um, but they decided to show it. Um, so I went through what we call workplace bullying and harassment. And mm-hmm. um, the intimidation was so much that eventually um, my my mind started, um, my, my mental, uh, my physical and my emotional um, aspect, I bankrupt. It had bankrupt mm-hmm. uh, all at the same time. Um, the thing is, I remained silent. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to overbear my family because I also know my responsibility there. I started worrying if I'm not there, who's going to provide. So I became not only I wanted to, I became the fixer, but I also kind of took the syndrome of the savior of God's savior. Yeah. And yeah. so, well, and that reminds me of what you were talking about at the, at the beginning that, you know, of how we tell ourselves we're not supposed to be in our minds, mm-hmm. we tell ourselves we're not supposed to be superwoman, but we, we still, you know, we act that out in, exactly. in what we're doing. And, and you, I mean, just from what you talked about with your mom and wanting to step up and stuff like that, like you, your personality seems to have a natural bent towards responsibility, mm-hmm. um, which I think it's, it's fascinating because you can talk about that now without as much or maybe with little to no uh, mental or emotional uh, bankruptcy as you're describing, because you're, you're kind of like an outsider looking in at the past you, right? Um, But you weren't there then you weren't there at a place where you recognized that's who you were, where you recognized I had this savior kind of mentality that was eventually ending me up in this bankrupt role. Exactly. Um, No, I didn't have that. I learned about that afterwards, um, mm-hmm. and I learned it in the in the harsh way. Because when I hit bankruptcy, my body also left me. So my mm-hmm. from the back and from my, my back, the lower back to the the my legs, I was no longer able to walk. 
And when mm-hmm. I went to the doctor and they were not able to figure out what was going on, only one doctor said, um, you're having, you're hitting burnout. And I said, I don't understand what does that mean? What I need from <laughs> you is that you give me and prescribe me some pills because if I don't go back to work <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. um, yeah. these women are going to crucify me. And Mo, mm-hmm. I was talking and crying. Literally, I was crying and begging him. I could hear myself saying those words, which was almost pathetic. And yet I couldn't understand what I was saying, but he did. Yeah. And he said, because you just said that, I'm actually going to add on your weeks. And so I started going into grieving mode Mm -hmm. and I was angry. I was angry at him and I was blaming him for not allowing me to go back to work. But the truth is I was not able to walk. Right. Right. So right. my my feet were not responding. I was mm-hmm. eventually um, diagnosed with temporary paraly- paralysis. Um, mm-hmm. um, the pain was crucial, but my mental and my emotional pain was crucial. I don't know if there was another word, but it was harder than the physical aspect. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And from there, um, I had to heal. And in order for mm-hmm. me to heal, I decided that I need to I needed to reset my mind. Um, and so I decided to go in psychology, even though I was lying on this bed because my 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 husband, bless his heart, was saying, you know, something is wrong. You need to leave. This place is toxic. You're going through toxic relationship, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I don't know what you mean. It's 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 I have to go back. How are we going to support our family? How are we going to support hmm. ourselves? And 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 what about all those mentees that I have who want right. to go and thrive to that next right. level? If I don't show up, um, they're not going to be able to do so. And I can't tell them There's what's going on. Responsibility that I put onto my, to save the world. Yeah. Save the girl, save the world. And let me ask you this question. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned before you get there, before you get to, you know, the going into psychology and the beginning of the healing process for you, before you can get there, you have to have an aha moment. You have to have a moment where you go, ah, this is not my body. Ah, this is unreasonable. Ah, this I'm face to face with myself. And this is not good for me. This is not, not only not good for me, it's not sustainable for me. Um, what was that moment for you? Was there an identif- ad- identifiable moment for you? That moment came outside of me. Um, even though I'm a faith believer, like, honestly, I love God more than ever. I was not listening to him. I have to be honest. Okay. I was not like, 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 you know what people we're, we're going to, we're going to be f- fair. I was not listening to what he was saying. I actually yeah. was in a blaming mode and I was angry. Mm. I was angry at myself for allowing yeah. myself to be falling into this, this road of bullying, because back yeah. in the days, I used to protect young kids from bullying. So here yeah. I am being a victim of it, and not even recognizing yeah. it, and not understanding yeah. why people didn't like me, like what's wrong mm-hmm. with, with with people, right? So I'm a nice person. Yeah. So that nice girl mentality. Um, and I, I was blaming God, I said, you know, you taught me to be good. So I'm expecting other people to be good. You taught <laughs> right, me to, to be, be honest. So yes. I'm expecting other people to be honest towards me. So where did yeah. I go wrong? 
Where did I go mm. wrong? And so, so I was not listening to him. And then I, I kept into this cycle of victim, victimization. And it's when, when that happened, one of my good friend, my best friend from Calgary called me and she heard my voice and I was trying to, um, she knew something was wrong. And so I was trying to keep it together. And then she's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking a plane ticket and I'm going to be, um, into your town in a few. And I said, no, 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 you don't have to come. And she's like, I'm coming. More you say no, more I'm coming. So she came. And um, as soon as I saw her, I started crying and she saw me and she said nothing. Bless her heart. She said nothing at that moment. And she let me have it, rant, uh, speak about my emotion, everything. And at the end, she said, do you realize that all the energy that you've put out there about talking mm. about women that hate you, um, that hurt you. And yes, that's their responsibility, but it's your responsibility for blaming yourself and keeping that inside of you yeah, and allowing yeah. it to happen. And allowing I said, yep. what are you talking about? She's like, they're not thinking about you. They're done. They've right. done their deeds. Right. And I said, what? And that kind of stopped me. Stop me in my fear, yeah. stop me in my mind, stop like that reset moment happened right there. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean they're not thinking about me? I have been thinking <laughs> about them all the time. They have to be thinking about me. All this pain that right. they created, they must be thinking about me. And mm-hmm. I see she mm-hmm. said, mm, no, they're not. And that's the moment I started realizing what really was going on with me. That's that mm-hmm. moment. Like it was just a little sentence and that kicked me in the bum. And I said, well, then um, if they're not thinking about me, now what? I'm lost because there's nothing else to do than blaming them. So um, there's no Mm. reason for blaming them. So I need to start healing. And so I had to go through a process of forgiveness, forgiveness Mm -hmm. towards them, forgiveness, um, asking God for forgiveness to them because I didn't want God to hit them either. Um, But teaching them no honestly i was like there was in my blaming ranting, i was like strike them, them because right. you know what i am your child how could you have yes. and then i'm like oh by the way forgive me for saying those things so please forgive them and have some compassion right um <laughs> um so I, at some That's point fantastic uh, at some point i realized that i needed to understand understand how does those emotion, uh, an external stimuli impacted my body, my mind and my emotion. Yeah. And that's- Well, and how you kind of like let it, it, so it moved in, right? Mm -hmm. It moved into your mind. You leased space to it. You said, come on in. And it grew and it said, well, let me take over this and let me Mm -hmm. take over this and let me take over this until it took over not just your your thought space, not just your thought world, but your physical wellness. It took over that. And I think, I think what's beautiful about your story, I'm, I'm not glad that you went through it. (laughs) I am grateful, Greggy, that you went through that and you're, um, you've decided to work through that because I think it highlights for women just how critical what happens up here in our minds affects everything, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people say, women say, I'm good at hiding it or I'm good at faking mm-hmm. it or I'm good at whatever. No, let me tell you, eventually it grows so big that it can't fit inside mm-hmm. of that thought world anymore. And it's got to meet out its 
fears and its worries and its anxieties on your body, on your relationships, on your careers. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of it. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being brave enough to share that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So um, but you're right. It's, it's, it takes, it takes every single element, but it's not something that we know about, right? It's not something yeah. that we raise and say, oh, by the way, take care of yourself because the reason why you yeah. take care of yourself, it's not just because you're going to have white hair if you don't, but it's because right. there's things that could happen to your body that is not sustainable. Right. And it doesn't yeah. matter how old you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when you're young, you think that you can do everything and anything. It has nothing to do with yeah. age. It has something to do with the fact that self-care is important. Um, putting yourself, that's, that's why, and I know this is not a, a God, a, a God show, but the, the, the truth is everything that I do now, even my, the business that I have is based on the, 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 the command, which is love God with all your heart, your mind and your soul. But it's also about love others. But then there's the sentence that we seem to always miss. Love yourself. Oh, yeah. As. Yes. As yourself. Yes. <laughs> as yourself. We skip that. Like, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. But how can you love your children? How can the one thing I say all the time, how can you love your children? Mm -hmm. How can you love your husband? How can you love anyone else if you don't even yeah. start by loving yourself? That's because right. that love is a transference of everything else. That's right. That's right. Because if I know how to take care of myself, right, if I know truly what a value and treasure I am, then that's going to inform everything. It's going to inform how I treat myself. It's going to inform how I treat you. Exactly. It's going to inform how I love you, right? And it's, exactly. I think that's where a lot of us uh, women, you know, we can get into self-destructive patterns mm -hmm. because we have not first loved ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's that's really good stuff. So hey, talk to me a little bit about um the word bravery and what <laughs> that means to you because that's a big thread in the work mm -hmm. that you're doing. So yes. can you just share that with us? So after going through everything I had to go through, what I realized that in order for me to step up into who I need to be, who I was meant. Like earlier I said to you, there was a moment, there's always a crossroad that we spend, like we, we take. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment that I knew when I was in the corporate that this is not your destiny. This is not your purpose. And I chose the opposite. And by choosing the opposite, I went through what I needed to go through. But now yeah. I realize that from there, I am able to make another choice. And, mm -hmm. and be there to be courageous, have this courageous confidence that I can stop playing small and act and mm -hmm. be enough. Right. Yeah. Because when I hit yeah. the, um, you, you know, the world is against me type of thing, it was that I didn't feel enough. I didn't feel that I was part of something, even though everything I was yeah. doing pushed me that I can do, I can, I can climb that ladder because I was confident enough, but it took a few women to come against me to start making me feel little, yeah. small, um, undeserving, not good yeah. enough, not smart enough. And so mm -hmm. I decided to say, you know, if I feel like that, how many other women feels the same way? All and I us. wanted them to, at some point, <laughs> it's, 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 
it's yeah. so big that I'm I'm not enough. Um, so I say, mm-hmm. you know what? You are brave enough. If you're not, you don't believe that you're good enough. You don't believe that you're smart enough. But you can believe that yeah. you're brave enough. Take the courage yeah. um, to take that step so that you can yeah. reclaim your life first. So that then you mm-hmm. can love other people and 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 be able to stop worrying about trying to fit into that glass slipper and start yeah. breaking through so that you can start um, uh, helping your daughter and your son, yes, that yes, legacy yes. that mimics you, that see you, that doesn't mm-hmm. listen necessarily, but they actually look yeah. at you as a role model yeah. to make that change mm-hmm. in their life so that they can say, yeah. I am enough. I am brave enough because I saw my mom or I saw my dad um, do what they can to break that ceiling. Yeah. Amen to all of that. You know, I think too, like, I, so, man, you just hit on so many truths there because it goes back to what I was saying, uh, how us as women, we can lie to ourselves and say, um, I can fake it. I, you know, I can, I, I'm good at covering it up. But the truth is, and I believe you and I both know this, Greggy, you can't mask something. You cannot mask a, an ingrained belief enough for mm-hmm. others not to see it. Mm-hmm. And that includes our children, mm-hmm. right? That includes our children. Our children will see it. Our children are super duper mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. They are intuitive. They have a gift of like parting the curtains like nobody else does because they don't have the filters. You know, they don't have that time, that expanse of all of this stuff that's come out that at them to kind of uh, drown out that sensitivity, drown mm-hmm. out that innocence. And so they're able to essentially divine that, divine uh, what's happening with us. And so what would your encouragement be to a mom who's thinking, who's maybe back where you were? And she's thinking, I, I have so much resting on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I cannot let any ball drop. Um, what would you say to her? I'm going to say to her to look at where this is coming from. What's the, what, you know, the question I, I often ask is uh, to women, I say, when you look at this type of mentality, who is this person reminding you of? Who are you trying to be? Is it your mom? Mm-hmm. Is it your dad? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. someone that you have seen? Because since the, the children are mimicking what they know, and the first person yeah. that usually are mimicking is their, their parents, mm-hmm. who is that person that you need to um, uh, uh, prove or receive that approval impress, or this like, impress yeah. yep. or permission? Who is that? Yeah. Because it doesn't seem to be you. That's good. Yeah. It doesn't That's seem good. to be so you. So who asking yourself, who who am I? Who is this for? Who is because this it's for? killing me. Exactly. So it's obviously for somebody else. Yeah. And and it's and it, obviously it brings you back and sometimes it hurts mm-hmm. and and I get that and that's the work we do with women a woman wound um but the truth is you have to start with that question in order for you to realize yeah. that are you owning your own life or are you living yeah. the life of someone else? Mm. Mm. Say that again. Mm. Ask that again. Are you owning your life or are you living the life of someone else? Girl, oh, I just got a little bit of chills right there. Um, man, that's powerful. 
And it's so true because we so desperately, I think a lot of times we wouldn't say it. We wouldn't Mm -hmm. acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. that we're trying to please, mm-hmm. but I believe we're constantly trying to please and mm-hmm. constantly trying to prove. And going back to what you said about this belief about, you know, this mindset of I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. I take that one step further mm-hmm. because I don't think it's, and this might sound odd. I don't think it's enough to feel like you're enough mm-hmm. because enough is just like, I measure up. I think mm-hmm. Man, what if you could get from the lie of I'm not enough to the truth of I'm necessary? Like, what if we, yeah, like what if we could bridge that gap in our mind and think every day when I wake up before I get on this phone call with you, Greggy, I'm like, oh, she needs me. I'm necessary. Mm -hmm. And that is Mm -hmm. not boastful. That is not braggadocious. Mm -hmm. It is not cocky. Mm -hmm. It is not conceited. It is Mm -hmm. truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is truth. It is truth. And it's, it's, but the thing is in order for you to get there, you need to accept yourself. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and the, the fact that we have, we're coming from the mindset of generations of um, yes, yes. Male, um, patriarchal, uh, mentality and even culture, mm-hmm. multicultural mentality of women. You are, you're a little, you are, yeah. um, yes, you are a helper, but, but, but you're little, like you're, you're, you're not yeah. deserving. You, you are, yeah. um, you're so small that we need to protect you. You need to, yeah. to be protected. And so your contribution is not enough in this world. And that mm. mentality has been given from one generation to the next. But the problem yeah, is sure. it wasn't just men who reiterated that it was you women. You got that right. It yes. was like, like we always often um, blame the men, and yes, they have their part of responsibility. But what is our role as women into that conversation? When we go into yes. corporate, we see so many women who's like, "Okay, I want to be in the C suit," and then you are in yeah. the one percent because you know they open that yeah. one door, one seat, just to say that statistically speaking, we have a woman, and yeah. then every single woman are fighting for that little one job, and then. Yeah. Here you are breaking other women to get to that one level and you're acting like the man that you have been going against for so many centuries. And so you do the same thing in your house because that's the message that you actually are, you are sharing to your children Mm -hmm. and that generation after generation, you're saying to other people, women are not enough. And so you believe it too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you well, compensate so you with your, your days smartness proving yourself. and you spend yep. your days proving it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really cool about this. I think you said, I think you, you, you used, if I did not misunderstand you, I think you used the word helper. Yes. Did you use? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did a word study. I did a word study on that because I, you know, I'm like. I'm that woman. I'm that woman, Greggy, that always has to parse words out because I believe in the power of words. And Mm -hmm. so I really, um, I really started to get miffed and Mm -hmm. take issue with women calling Mm -hmm. themselves or calling other women strong women because, Mm -hmm. okay. So Voltaire says the adjective is the enemy of the noun. Mm 
Mm -hmm. right? So if we think about that, if I, if the noun is woman and the adjective is strong, how can strong be the enemy of woman? Well, because Mm -hmm. if you take strong away, are you saying that strong is not imbued in woman? You're saying that you have to add strong because woman on her own is not strong. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, Ooh, girl, we're, I feel like we're getting ready to like, I don't know, go, throw down in here. So I did a little word study and the word uh, for helper in the Bible that describes women is the Hebrew word is, I'm going to say it wrong, ezer, mm-hmm. ezer, E-Z-E-R. Mm-hmm. And do you mm-hmm. know what that stands for? Warrior. Mm-hmm. What? Yes, that is who a woman is. She is a warrior. Mm-hmm. She is she is strength. She is valor. She is rescue. She is wisdom. She is all of those. So man, if we could stop, if we could really believe that about ourselves, just think about how we could change the world, but we're too busy fighting to prove that we are that instead of just being that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And that's what it is. And, and, and we have, you know, I often say awaken the woman within. Um, and then when I speak with people, it's like awaken the warrior within because she is there. Yeah. Because back in the yeah. days, way back in history, if everyone did a little bit of more than the, the history of the world, not just their country, they would know yeah. that back in the days in Africa, in Europe, in all those regions, women were leading. Yeah. It wasn't the opposite. Yes. They were yeah. leading and they were warriors. Yes. And yes. so how did we went from <laughs> being confident, courageously confident, warrior, and respected, by the way, and to become mm-hmm. um, um, playing small, I don't want to disturb, I just yeah. want to be in right. that box, and then I don't even think about myself right. in that priority in priority list. So yeah, yes, we need to awaken that warrior within. Um, And it's not superficial. It is because she's there. This is how we were granted. This is how we're nurturing. And we we have been able to balance both worlds. And it's time for us to step up. I often say that the movement of the women as a whole have moved women forward. But as an individual, Mm -hmm. women Mm -hmm. have moved backwards. Yeah. Well, I think that can happen when we tend to, as individuals, rely on the collective to move mm-hmm. us forward, mm-hmm. as opposed to applying that to our own individual space and corner mm-hmm. of the world. Yeah, exactly. that's good stuff. So, hey, Greggy, so you work with women now. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What does that look like? Who's your optimal client? Because mm-hmm. she might be listening. Well, my optimal clients are professional women um, who are striving. So they're success, somewhat successful. I say somewhat successful because women have this tendency of not acknowledging success. For them, it's not yeah. something that they have. So I call it somewhat successful. Unfulfilled. Okay. Unhappy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Because on paper, they are successful, but honestly, in their right. heart, they're not. Um, they're unhappy, they're on, they are, or in a transition. So they're unhappy, unfulfilled, or in transition. And they want okay. to stop living this mediocre, uh, life, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. want to, th- thrive they want to do more they want to be meaningful and they want to leave Mm -hmm. a legacy so i help them find that brave awaken the warrior inside of them reclaim their life Mm -hmm. so that they can redefine their life and their love so that in their relationship Mm -hmm. not just with themselves but also with their children and their partner they can be um 
better. They be, they be, they can be the best version of themselves and live it, not just say it. I know it's yeah. very cliche. This 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 be the best version of itself, but it's one thing to say it and read it. It's something else to yeah. put it into action. Because the thing is, yes. many of them, many of my clients are also entrepreneurs or also uh, going into entrepreneur, and it's it's actually impacting your business. It's bleeding yeah. out into everything you do. So if you don't have this bravery or right. this courage to step up into your womanhood, as I call it, yes. the brave womanhood, um, you yes. will have an issue when you hit your business somewhere along the yeah. line, wh- whether it's to scale it, to prepare it, to launch it. Um, and so your money mindset, your, I call it the self-worth plus self, self-love equals network. Why? Because every single one of them impact your business at the end. Yes. Oh, yeah. So much more than just plain business strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. So what does it look like to work with you? Do you do, is it individual coaching? Is it virtual? Well, obviously now most everything <laughs> is virtual, but what does that look like? So I have a program of one-on-one, um, which is for my, for a high end. And then I have a group program that's going to be launching, um, in a few weeks. Um, we're oh, doing great. the woman wound, um, which is going to be a 12 weeks, uh, session where we are transforming the inherited pain into, uh, power so that you can be let and shed mm-hmm. that, uh, aspect of, you know, that woman in the mentality of the woman, um, how she was raised, all this parenthood, yeah. like I, I call it the woman, the mother wound, but the truth is there's also the parenthood, what people are talking about, the daddy issues. Um, so that also impacts, mm-hmm. uh, women. So we get rid mm-hmm. of that. We reprogram that in order for you to be able to reclaim your, your life. And then uh, I also work with people that are, um, wanting to be in a relationship or doesn't understand why their husband left them, all this relationship aspect but it starts with you okay oh yes yes that's with you you so you could blame everyone else around you even your husband even if after 28 years but the truth is it starts with you do you know who you are Mm. so that you know what is your responsibility in your own relationship Mm. girl girl i know you're like Stepping on some toes. That's what we do here. That's what we do. So um, how does a woman, she wants to work with you either through the group program or through individual. How can she learn more about you and how can she connect with you? She could go on my website um, on Grigishka uh, at uh, I was going to say Grigishka at, that's not true. Uh, Grigishka.com. So G-R-E-G-U-Y-S-C-H-K-A and uh, .com. So I'll, I'll send you that. They could also uh, book a free session, um, a one-on-one just to see if we are a good match. And also um, okay. to... Because those free um, sessions are actually very powerful. Most of the clients that went through that, they're like, oh, my God, this was so clear and clarity came to them. Yeah. So um, they could book a Calendly uh, schedule so I could send that to you Great. so that they can um, book that and so see if um, where they're at, where they're at yeah. and uh, what's the truth about who they actually are. Yeah, that's wonderful. We will include all of those links in the show notes for sure. And Gregishka, what a beautiful name. Oh, I love that. You. Like, it's just fantastic. Like, you just need a t-shirt with that on it. Gregishka. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going to have the brave the woman hood and Gregishka on. 
Yeah, yeah. That's coming up. Mic drop. So, hey, speaking of brave womanhood, you have virtual meetups on the gram. Tell us about that. So we have, um, since the pandemic uh, happened, I we created the uh, Brave Womanhood, um, uh, where we invite a guest, uh, international guest, woman m- mainly, who speaks about their truth and um, how to help others. So they give so many great tricks and trips and strategies so to for them to survive this pandemic but also to share their truth and their stories and how to use your story to create your expertise and your expertise so that you can thrive into your life and so um that works that's on tuesdays and thursdays at 8 p.m eastern and um it's live um and tonight we have one too and sherry dr sherry will be on one of ours so we'll we'll Love to it. Uh, so that's going to be very fair fun. Um, so it's going to, it's kind of like a podcast. Eventually you will be having the podcast. So each one of them will be, re- has been recorded and will be shared onto right. the website. But for now, um, it's live and we're having so much fun. We have great conversation. It's like I say to everyone, if no one is giving you a space on the table, create your own. That's right. Oh, girl. I know. Somebody said to me the other day, you know what they said to me? And I, and I love my dear sisters. I love you all, but I will speak truth to you. They Mm -hmm. said, this is a man. They said to me, this is a man's world Mm. and I'm just trying to survive. I said, girl, I don't Mm -hmm. know about you. I said, but this is my world. Mm -hmm. This is nobody else's world. This is my world. Mm -hmm. I decide what my world looks like. I mean, obviously with some, you know, communication with my heavenly father. (laughs) Right. But, but yeah, you know, like. This, our world is what we believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we it's been are given. We believe we are. A- yeah. Indeed. And it's been given. So so to say that it's a man's world is actually a wrong statement. It's, uh, again, ingrained mm-hmm. um, lies. I'm going to call it as it is. Yeah. It's an ingrained lie because the truth is yeah. you have been created for your purpose, not just yes. for some, it's to give birth great bless your heart and for others it's to impact influence and 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 create a legacy that can sustain and change the world we are there to move forward we are there to to help others and so using your nurturing aspect is a gift to help someone else it's called serving that's right serving and growth that's That's what i say Yes. Beautiful. Okay, girl. As if you haven't left us with enough already, we're coming to a close the end of our show. And one of the things that I ask every woman that I have on the show is to leave one truth with the women listening that you want them to remember when today's conversation ends. I would say, forgive yourself. You see, the thing is we have taken as women, we've taken so much on our shoulders. In my case, yeah. I took responsibilities. I accepted responsibilities that technically were not mine. Um, yeah. I wanted to serve. I wanted to fix. I wanted to, and some of you, it's, it's it, the approval of someone. Someone, some of you, it's pleasing others. Some of you is to want mm-hmm. to, um, to, to, to create this, this world where um, you don't want to disturb. And, and, and at the end, when you ask yourself, who am I representing in this world? Try to start l- listening to yourself and forgive yourself. 
to mm. and take that responsibility. Yes, I'm pretty sure some of you have been abused and hurt and that's on them. Mm. That's on the perpetrator. But your responsibility right. is to stop indulging that and and, yes. and keeping that into yourself and acting according to the result of what happened. Um, yeah. And so you are able to heal. You are a valuable person. You are worthy. Yes. You are enough. You are so much more than what you're seeing into the mirror. Mm -hmm. Stop mm -hmm. Uh, um, playing that tape and accept who you are yes. and step up into the woman that you're supposed to be. And I, I'm going to stop there. Step up. <laughs> no, I love it. Step up. You know, I was thinking awaken the warrior, right? That's, that's mm -hmm. what kind of what we were talking about. But then mm -hmm. beyond that, you got to train the warrior, mm -hmm. right? Warriors, they're born, but they're not made. You mm -hmm. got to train the warrior. Mm -hmm. So like, what does that look like to train your warrior, to train your mind, right? And then go be the warrior. Come yes. on, y'all. Yes. Right? Wake up that warrior, train the warrior, and go be the warrior. Greg Yishka, you've been incredible. I'm so blessed to get to know you. I can't wait to do your Brave Womanhood live. You know, I've never done an Instagram live before. Well, this is going to be very interesting. This is going to be fun. It's going to be like this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're gonna should I fun. wear my big should I wear my big fat headphones or no? Uh yeah, you should because because you know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know it's the internet, right? We we de we're dependent of this new world. So technology is our friend at some point. So let's let's keep it clear. <laughs> <laughs> very 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 true. Thank you so much, Greggy, for joining me for the show today. Thank you for allowing me to come to your show and for inviting me. It was such a blessing. You're such a blessing. Like you're doing such a great, amazing work out there. So I appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're doing. Gregishka, mic drop. Need I say more? Fantastic show, right? Right, everyone? Oh, my goodness. I do encourage you to reach out to Greggy. Follow her over on the gram or on Facebook. We'll include all of those links in the show notes for you. So it's just a simple clip, click away. And hey, listen, if you're looking for somebody to help you awaken that warrior within, go ahead and take Greggy up on her offer for that free session. We're including that link for you in the notes as well. And listen, my friends, as always, remember, you can sign up to be in this, I'm going to start calling it a warrior posse because that's what it is. Every week I send three text messages straight to your text messaging inbox. All you have to do is text the word THRIVE, T-H-R-I-V-E, to the number 540-369-2139. That's THRIVE to 540-369-2139. And I'd love to have my voice and my heart right in your inbox. And guess what? You can reply to me. So, hey, listen, share that with a friend. I'd love for as many of you all to sign up as possible. I love engaging with you. And I want to hear what your thoughts are about the show. So you can email me at drsherryspeaks at gmail.com. Please do give me a follow over on the gram at dr.sherryspeaks or on Facebook at dr.sherry. All right, my friends, remember this truth until next time. Speak truth over the lies so that 